Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, from the 2023 Michigan Paracon Conference. I think it's number 13. Number 13 this year. It is the 222 Paranormal Podcast, starring your host, Joe Shortridge, yep. and Jennifer, me. right here next to me. So, Joe. Kind of sound like Elvis today. I don't know. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> must be all the smoke from it the casino. It is a smoky <laughs> casino, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Welcome back, Joe. How many years have we been doing this? Five years now. That's amazing. Yeah. Always great to be back. It's like a homecoming, like it we is. said the last five years. Yeah, I could. But it's so much fun. This is one of the funnest conventions. I know there was a lot of um, uh, travel advisories Travel issues, yeah. yeah. Once again, the celebrities were stuck in Detroit. Yeah, it was terrible. The uh, weather was so bad. There was. I know Dustin Parry actually got a van and... A lot of them packed in the van. Oh, my goodness. Jack Osborne was in the van. Yeah. Hey, Jack, welcome to Michigan. Right. He's probably, I'm never coming back. Uh Uh-huh. That's why he comes to Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that should be a topic of discussion. Why is Ohio so haunted? It is so haunted. It could possibly be because of where the, um, when the glaciers came through and deposited everything. So, Joe and I, um, we came up. Luckily, we didn't have any uh, terrible weather. No. I know our hearts and thoughts go out to all of our listeners who were affected by the uh, tornadoes and high winds. And give a uh, shout out to our girl, uh, Gigi from XL Paranormal. She had a little bit of storm damage and couldn't quite make it up here. Yeah, she said that they um, had 111 mile an hour winds. That's insane. (laughs) At least they weren't 222 mile an hour winds. Hurricane Jennifer, come yeah. through. Oh, but um, Joe, I want to tell you, um, Joe and I had a very spooky experience in our hotel room in St. Ignace. So we're sleeping. And it was like, what, like four or five in the morning? I don't know. It was like four yeah. o'clock in the morning. And I wake up and I see our refrigerator door just opened up. And it's weird because both of us woke up before that. Yeah, it was very, very odd. Spooky. Can't explain it. It was closed all night, just all of a sudden. And they have a magnetic seal around it. Yeah. So there's nothing that would have popped it open. It you have to have pull on that door pretty hard. Ah, spooky stuff <laughs> is following us. But we love it. Yeah. And the hotel that we are staying in, it's in here in Sault Ste. Marie is one of the original buildings downtown. And I think it's always been a hotel. And we're going to bring our ghost equipment in there tonight and do an investigation. Yeah, it is a weird room. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, though. It's so fun because we're seeing so many of the people that we've seen, you know, throughout the years and some new people like Adam Barry just walked by. Yeah, he gave me the hay. And Marvin from Detroit and Jeff Blanger's across the aisle there. And Johnny Zaffis is across from us. I brought him coffee this morning. He needed it. He looked very distressed (laughs) after his trick. Uh, all the way up to uh, Sault Ste. Marie from Detroit. They had, um, like I said, at, um, who's yelling? Dustin. Oh, I thought it was Schrader. No. <laughs> um, Dustin Parry got a van, but he told me that on the way from the airport to the rental pickup, they actually had to hide under a bridge because the storm was so bad. 
Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's so scary. But I guess uh, the whole area of Detroit was flooded, so they couldn't even get away from the airport. And I, from what I understand, Belanger was making videos last night at like 3 in the morning from the airport just walking around doing things. It's insane. It's insane. But I had a big, huge, huge branch fall out of my tree, and here I am 400 miles away from yeah. my house. And I can't do anything about it, but, you know, stuff hey. happens. We're yeah. just lucky. You could take care of Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, let's see. What other spooky things can we talk about? Oh, Joe and I visited a cemetery. Mm-hmm. and we some. Did of some, you saw their live video. Yeah, it was great. It's um, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, cemetery in Michigan. It was formerly a Native American burial ground across the street. Um, but those were unmarked graves. And then they built the highway and over it. But it's, it's interesting because there's so many veterans in that. Yeah. There was a veteran from the War of 1812. Yep. There was veterans from all of the the wars. And what was interesting is I was playing some music um, from different, like, military or, um, what do you call it, just, like, all-American type music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't think of, the, like, the words. And then I was playing some um Songs in French because there's a lot of, you know, French Canadians Mm -hmm. in this area. And we were getting a couple really good responses on our spirit box. Yeah. We were saying, does anybody here want to say hello? And we're getting hellos and how are yous and highs. Yeah. It was cool. But let's talk about that. Okay. You know, we play music and all that. And we just wonder how spirits get more active because of music. I think it is the vibrational aspect of it. Oh, for sure, definitely. Music's universal. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows and has, a, you know, a certain type of song or, or time frame or reference where, you know, like some people just love the classics, you yeah. know, or like classic rock, and that takes them back to the time when, you know, music was influential in your life, and it always yeah. will be. Yeah, and everything vibrates at a you know molecular level, and music is just vibration. So. Yeah. So, you know, we always use that as a, a trigger object because it's a universal language. Mm-hmm. Music gets people in a good mood or makes them remember, you know, different times in their lives. And I don't know if the spirits hear music on the other side. That's what I was wondering. Is it, you know, are they hearing it or are they just sensing the vibration? That's a, but that's a really good question. Then again, you know, we when we do our spirit box sessions and all that, we're asking questions out loud and they're hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't be able to to hear the music that we play for them, or mm-hmm. or you know, do they just have this choice of like on the other side? Do you want to hear music? It just appears in your not appears, but yeah. you know that you just hear what you want to hear, mm-hmm. or do you travel in time or in space and go to you know that concert you never got to go to? You know, that's something to think about because you. You know, At we the know Toledo that, Sports Arena, yeah. 1978. But spirits can can travel anywhere, and time is irrelevant on the other side. Yeah, for so sure. So it's very possible that they could do that. And, you know, it always takes you back to that place. And I can't tell you how many times that we've played music on investigations, and it's really ramped up the energy mm-hmm. or the activity. Yeah. I think that's why. And if you guys have have done this or used that, 
let us know. Like, hit us up on our Facebook page and, and tell us how music influenced your paranormal activity or your investigations. Yeah. So, let's get into some interviews. Uh, we have some people lined up to interview, yeah. and uh, let's get into them, and we'll be back after the interviews. And with us today, we have Beth and Ben from... Ghost Contact Paranormal. Yes. Yep. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey. So, are you enjoying the conference so far? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is this your first time here? Uh, this is our second time here, first year vending. Oh, okay. Oh, wonderful. Yep. New vendors. That's great. Yeah. Yes. It's honestly like nothing I've ever experienced. Two years ago when we came here, the first time that was the first time I'd ever been to any kind of convention like this. And I mean, this one, you come to this one, you're kind of spoiled a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, my you wife have... said I was fangirling over everyone. I did. I did. <laughs> So do we. Yeah. I mean, it, how could you not, right? Everybody's here. Like, all of the shows, almost all of the shows. It's kind of creepy to, like, turn on the TV in your hotel room, and all of a sudden you see all these people that you were just talking yeah. to. Right? You're like, oh, oh, did they plan this? Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, we were watching the Ghost Brothers a couple nights ago with Jack Osborne. Yep. Yeah. And Jack, you know, here he's got the full beard, and he looked like such a little kid. On the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's great. Tell us a little bit yeah. about your background, where you're from, and what got you interested in the paranormal, and how you came together as a couple. I mean, as a group. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so we're based in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, we founded our team in 2019. You know, we had always been watching the shows since we first met, and, um, you know, I had a background of in film mm-hmm. and one day you know just like an epiphany i like said you know what i could i we should put together a team i got cameras i know people that do this and so i reached out to some people in the community and uh you know we put out a couple posts online looking for paranormal investigators mm-hmm. um so that way we can have some seasoned people on the team okay because um, we didn't just want to go into it blind. And so, you know, we, we've got a couple of people that have had many years of experience in the paranormal when we put our team together. And that way, you know, they can kind of guide us on the do's and don'ts of the paranormal world. Did you have any experiences when you were younger that led you to have the interest in this? Or did it come about later in life? Um I never really had any experiences as a child. Um, they kind of happened more in my adult life. But I, one situation I remember, which kind of got me into wondering if, like, really seriously wondering if the paranormal, if spirits were real or not, was I was staying at a bed and breakfast in Stratford, Ontario, and it was kind of an old house anyway. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night to the blinds on the window next to my bed rattling. And I kind of woke up and I was like, what is going on here? Like, is there a vent over here? Like, why are the blinds rattling? And so obviously in the middle of the night, I was kind of disoriented. So I was like, I got to check this out in the morning. So I woke up and I looked, there were no air vents or anything. The window was closed. 
it wouldn't the way that the window was positioned with the in proximity to the door there wouldn't have been any like drafts coming in the door that would have made them rattle so i was i was thoroughly confused um so that kind of got me wondering too um did something out of the ordinary just happen Mm -hmm. or am i really making that up but i also too um discovered about robert the doll in key west back when i lived down in florida for a little while and I kind of, like, in the time I lived down there, that was kind of my goal to go see him. Okay. So I finally did make it to Key West um, when I had family visiting me and went and saw him in person. Oh, cool. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. So that kind of also got me a little bit into, into the paranormal and kind of wondering if that kind of thing was real or not. Yeah. And, now after investigating for four you know four and a half years i definitely have been turned into a full-blown believer yeah yeah Yeah. when i started my team i was more the skeptic i was the guy that needed that proof i I was Mm open-minded but i was on the fence until i had some sort of proof Uh uh-huh i wasn't fully convinced yeah let's just say three months into doing paranormal investigations that quickly changed. Yeah. Was there one event that happened that changed? Yes. I was actually, I t- had taken a new camera that I just bought off of Amazon. I wanted to try it out in the woods. There was this woods not very far from our house where a lady was murdered. Oh. Never ever reported to be haunted. No, not even a clue. That I, it's the woods I've walked many times. I'm out there and I got my camera recording and I asked Jeanette, is your spirit out here? Because that was the name of the lady that was murdered. And didn't hear nothing, didn't see nothing. I went home to check the footage to see how the quality was of the video, the audio. The minute I asked that, a female came through my camera and replied with a direct response and went, yes. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I'm that's in the woods great. by myself. So yeah. How do you explain that? You can't. And that's why we do this. Right? You know, for the unexplained. And the fact that it was an actual intelligent response, too, mm-hmm. is pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's kind of actually crazy. It's like almost the paranormal stuff seems to happen more when you least expect it. Yeah. yeah when lots of times when you go into investigations, you're just setting up and things start happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, um, right. I actually have a funny story about um, something that happened um, on one of our investigations that we... So we were in um, Gasport, New York at the Greystone Mansion. And myself and I think two other of our uh, teammates that were there with us were sitting in the dining room discussing pizza because we were going to order pizza for dinner and we started just conversationally talking about what we wanted on the pizza. And all of a sudden my K2 meter just started going <laughs> crazy. And so we, we decided to start asking questions to see if the spirit liked pizza. And as soon as we started actually asking it questions, no response. But then when we start talking to ourselves again, uh-huh. it started lighting back up. So. It was it was very odd. Like we we still don't know exactly a, 
explanation for what uh-huh. was going on, but we were just cracking up because every time we started asking questions, it stopped. It's well, funny. Yeah. A lot of it, our investigations, we capture more EVPs, EVPs when we're just having our casual conversations. Oh, yeah. It's like the spirits just want to be a part of that yeah. versus yes. just being, you know, interviewed or asked to do something, you know. Right, right. Like, they well, just gotta, want to be a normal conversation. Right. Well, you got to think, uh, especially with these places that are notably haunted where teams go there weekend after weekend yeah. after Absolutely, weekend yeah. and ask the same questions to that same spirit. Yeah. If I was a ghost, I'd be like, okay, how many more times do we got to ask this, <laughs> right. answer this question? Right. Yeah, it's like, we're not here to entertain you, which it kind of no. are, but, you know. And it's like, light up this light, light up this light. It's like, I've lit up the light like 30 times, leave me alone. <laughs> Let's talk about exactly. pizza. Yeah. So maybe I'm, our, during our next investigation, we'll act like we're just there having a good time. Yeah. And see what the spirits yeah. do. Yeah, ask them to join the party. Yeah. 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 And, and it's funny, too, because I always wonder, and maybe you guys, you know, use this in your investigation, is like asking the peop- the spirits about their favorite things, like their favorite food, you know, like things that trigger, like, those memories, like, oh, man, I miss pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually a really good idea. That's you know, a really good idea. Like, you know, when was your birthday? What was your favorite color? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. More thought-invoking mm-hmm. things. And I always like to take trigger objects. I don't know yes. if you guys use. We what, do. We what do. kind of things do you use? Um, sometimes we'll use more modern stuff, and other times we'll use old stuff. Like mm-hmm. if it's a really old building um, that has like like technology mm-hmm. where. You know, a balance scale might be used. I'd bring it in a balance scale and oh, yeah, see if yeah. a spirit tries to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a hospital, maybe bring in something that a doctor might use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, also, Destination if, fear just showed up. If we know that there's a child spirit in the building, too, we might. We have a ball that we'll bring sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a little toy car that lights up when it's moved. So... Um, so, you know, we might put that on the floor to see if it moves, if they can make it light up. Or um, I also have um, one of the Boo Buddy uh, teddy bears from Ghost Stop that will ask questions and, you know, interact yeah. um, when a spirit is present. So I will use that, too, if there's a child spirit. Even if there isn't a child, I still use it, too. But um, that one definitely is a good one to use for... A child spirit, and and everybody was a child once, right? So that we sometimes yes. don't want to grow up and you know oh, and miss those yeah. things from yeah. the chi- oh yeah from your childhood. Oh, you yeah. know, like have you encountered a lot of children's spirits in, in your time? Um, we actually have. Um, there's a a woods out a couple towns from where we live that is pretty. Pretty well known around the area is a, a haunted location. It's um, a road called Seven Gables Road, but there, there is um, a child spirit we've encountered out there. The first time our team went out to Seven Gables, we actually heard three of us heard a little kid's voice singing wow. um, with our own ears. That oh wasn't an EVP. Gosh. That was actually with our own ears. That's cool. And 
two of us were able to kind of pick out the rough tune of what they were singing. And it really did sound like they were singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, that's cool. It sounded like a, a very young child. And the next time we went out there, we were out there at night. And when we were going through the footage afterwards, we caught the same voice really in the around the same oh, location and we determined it does sound like a little boy about maybe seven or eight years old wow. um but yeah that one was definitely an evp yeah but very very clearly the same child what's we interesting you did, went back yeah sorry go ahead. many times uh we also did determine that there is a kid that body that was dumped out there oh, that's sad. um it was actually a famous story that... Uh, it was a pretty well-known case. Um, but we, I really don't want to truly discuss that right now just because of the nature of the story. Yeah. But we did the, did our research and we found that there was a, a kid's body dumped oh, out there. That's sad. Which the kid was roughly around the same age that we've, we think that this spirit was. So whether or not we're actually connecting with him... Or another child around the same age, we don't know. But knowing knowing that information now, it, you know, we might be able to put a little bit of the pieces together. So. Yeah, and being dumped out there, he might feel like he's just alone. Well, yeah, obviously, we feel like he's alone. And absolutely, with you, you know, talking to him, it's he'll bring out that emotion and almost like. Um, reaching out to his parents or that you know what i mean like yes a, like a parent figure you know yeah absolutely yeah. there's also a story the, the main story that that particular woods is that there was a witch there that cursed the land and then uh but th those are that that's a difference between folklore and um actual um being able to do a background investigation on yeah. it. Yeah, because the folklore, you can't search newspaper articles and stuff like yeah. that for a specific person. Right, right. Yes. I mean, there there are a couple of different um, legends of what happened out there. The other legend is that there was a guy who lived out there with his family in a house that had seven gables which is where the road's name okay. came okay. from yeah and the guy killed his family and hung their bodies from the gables of the house oh my goodness so that also that's also another legend not sure you know what is actually true about what happened out there or not so do you like to know before you go to a location the information or would you rather get the information after to compare with your evidence what would you rather after the fact we find okay. we get more evidence yes. when we go into an investigation blind okay yeah we recently did an investigation in toledo ohio and we specifically requested not to get not to get too much information about especially about what's happened to other people who have come to investigate there yeah um so I mean, now, now after the fact, you know, we we haven't had a chance to sit down with them and go over our evidence or anything with them yet. But it would be interesting to talk to them now to find out 
you know, if any of what we experienced, other was it a have. residential or a commercial property? Um, it was at the Collingwood Arts Center. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's our home base. Yeah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. We were just there a few weeks ago. Yeah. Love the building. It's it's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably by far one of my favorite yeah. investigations. Yeah. You definitely get your exercise in those stairs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget the gym. Just go there and walk <laughs> right? up and down the five flights of stairs. You're good. Um, what did you experience in the basement? I had, there was one room that they actually didn't show us mm-hmm. that we kind of found. It was kind of like towards the top, and but it was just cased in. There was no windows or nothing. Just uh-huh. a very small room. Yep. And we set our, our K2 meter down on the ground and started asking questions. And I think we determined it was a nun that was up there. Um, and we also captured a pretty clear shadow figure in the Gerber house. Okay, that's great. We also, on our camera too, we had a camera rolling in the basement, caught the sound of a metal grinder. Ah. Um, that okay. definitely sounded like it was trying to sharpen something. Yeah. And we asked them afterwards if they even had anything like that in the basement. They said no. Yeah, I've never so, heard that. Yeah. yeah, we were the only we were the only people in the building besides like the owner of the property and the tenants who live in the apartment. Yeah. So we yeah. also caught the sound of what sounded like somebody shaking uh, either Oh yeah. A a, a something metal. Something okay. rattling really loud that was ah, metal down there. All right. And it was sounds just like jarring back and forth. That yeah. was in the basement? Yeah. That was in the basement. That was yeah. in the basement. So we've had a lot of activity down there. We see shadow figures that will morph into like a dog. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've seen shadow figures on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Um, if you're down the basement and there's that big area where they keep all the stuff, uh-huh. it's actually under the stairs of the oh, theater. Yep. There's a laundry room right there. We've had activity in there. Yeah. Wow. Um, that far corner, which we call the death room. Yeah. We've, had, we've had a lot, a lot of stuff of in there. Yeah. Wow. Um, also, too, the other piece of evidence we caught there was um, we, we, we were walking up the stairs as oh, yeah. in that room where the uh, where that pentagram is. Yeah. yeah. So we were going up that stairs, and I was the only guy, uh, guy there. And another male came through, and I don't know if he was saying... <laughs> I laughed really hard because he said the word spank really loud. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I don't know if he was referring to somebody on our team, like, spanking them. or. Uh-huh. Of course it was, That's you know, as we're walking up the stairs and the camera's, like, on the back of one of the women, you know, on our team. But so it, was, it was just kind of a comical moment. Where yeah. It just, it just sounded like a really old guy who went, oh, and spank. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to tell because there's... So many spirits there of yeah. all the people that have been there over the years. Yeah. Could have just right. Maybe it was the janitor or maybe the caretaker that had the apartment upstairs. Or you know, or you Dr. Know. Bob. You never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. I actually had a personal experience. We were right in front of the, right in front of Dr. Bob, the, the painting. Yeah. And um, I was being silly and I called him Roberto. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And I don't think he liked it because oh. he shut off all our cameras. Oh, my goodness. Oh, at the same time. That's... When I called him Roberto. That's yeah. interesting. I apologized because I didn't... meant no offense. Yeah. yeah. 
But what did you think of the uh, statue in the stairway? A little bit creepy. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit creepy. It's kind of very, like, looming. Yeah. You just come down the hallway and, oh, my gosh, You're not sure you, like, feel like the eyes are following you. A little bit. A little bit. But it is. It's a great place to, you know, if anybody ever wants to investigate, they do uh, go something all the time. And it's indoors. It's. Yes. They got heat and air conditioning, so you don't have to worry about. And you know. it's, it's so big that you could take a good-sized team in there, oh, yeah. split up, and you won't get the contamination like you do uh-huh. a lot of the yeah. other places. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, sure. we have 20 cameras on our team. So okay. Oh, able that's to great. kind of literally just set cameras all up and down the building and let, let them do their thing. Yeah. It was pretty much all hands on deck with every single piece of equipment we own on that investigation. <laughs> yeah. Well, with a yeah. place that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, has anything ever followed you home? Um, no, not me. No, that's good. No, we we do a prayer every time we leave. Okay, good. Right when we leave, make yeah. sure nothing, you know, follows us back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, the spirits would be able to ever attach to your equipment that you bring? Um, because it's electronic, or I it, don't know. It's hard I to say. I believe that is possible. I I do know one time, I came home from an investigation in. I was, like, two days after the investigation, pinned to my bed. <gasps> really? What? But I have a very strong aura about myself, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't let it affect me. I literally, I started laughing at it oh. when it pinned me to the bed, wow. and it released. What? Because it, laughter is a powerful medicine. Yeah. And I basically, by doing so, let it know that it didn't have power over me. For sure, because... Yeah, we're dealing with things that we don't understand so much. And the reason why Jen asked about the equipment is, you know, we're telling them, come to this equipment, come, you know, touch this equipment, touch this. And, you know, I mean, we talk about, like, the stone tape theory a lot. Yeah. And things can attach to that stuff. So one of our habits is, after an investigation, we don't even put the stuff in the car for a little bit. Until oh. after we say our, you know, prayers of you, you know, we'll come back and visit, but you, you have to stay here type deal thing. So, you know, that's one thing that a lot of teams don't think about is they just throw everything back to the car and take off. You know, yeah. you've got to protect yourselves. Oh, because yeah. Because you don't know what you're dealing with. That the little um, child that you were talking to mm-hmm. could be a trickster spirit, and you don't even know that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. We also sage after oh, um okay. after investigations we always bring sage with us and um and so and we also have people with holy water on our team and we have a, uh, a medium on our team that can literally tell if something's attached to anyone oh. so that is a very he, his name is garth dembowski he's very very strong uh empath and medium um he literally can put bubbles around us and protect our whole oh, team that's oh, great um, unfortunately, he didn't make it to Collingwood with us. Oh, um, he would have had a field he, day. <laughs> he says he was able to somehow, and I, I, I kind of believe in this sort of stuff, too. He says he was able to put a shield ar- around us from where he where he lives. Yeah. So he wasn't even on site, but yet able to channel and put protection over us while Remotely. we were investigating. Oh, that's so cool. That's so, really interesting. There's a lot of that that's 
that goes way over my head. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's good to know that he can do that. Yeah. yeah. We're still learning with channeling our abilities and you know that kind of thing too. I'm I'm starting to pick up on the fact that I have more abilities than I thought I did too. Yeah. So that's good. It's always a learning process. Oh, it is. Yeah. But yeah. for me, I, I, I'm the bit a busy guy. You know, I do the I book the locations. I I set up the equipment, I break down the equipment, do the investigations, analyze the footage, do the video editing for the production side of it. So for me, I'm just, I'm always, always involved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind a of a jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot though, because you know, you're running multiple cameras for multiple hours and you have to go through all that footage. That's a lot. 20 cameras. 20 cameras <laughs> for six hours. Yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of that's, footage. That's oh looking at footage for several weeks after I get yeah. off work. For and you're, you're looking at it, think, waiting for that tiny little blip. You know that. Yeah. So my team calls me Eagle Eye because I never miss anything. Yeah. Okay. I used to detail cars for a living and I would also check them in from a factory when they would come to a dealership. Okay. And the truck drivers used to hate me because I, my boss trained me to look for a, 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 you know, a paint chip in a car the size of the tip of a pencil. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it trained my eye to just look for anything uh, that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. Which is great in investigating because you have to be aware of your surroundings because oh, yeah. you don't know what's coming up behind you. You're in the dark, you know. <laughs> One time, Joe almost stepped into a hole in oh, yeah. an oh, investigation. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I mean, I could be clumsy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I, when, I, when, I come, when it comes to analyzing video footage, you know, I, I, I rarely ever miss anything because it's just my attention to detail um, is really profound. And plus, I'm kind of OCD as well. Yeah. But it's helpful when you're going through your your evidence to be kind of regimented because if you get, you know, you get distracted from it, you might miss a great piece of evidence. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. You yeah. have to be 100% focused. Yeah, for and sure. And so I also have a three-step process for getting the, our evidence, you know, because I could spend two or three hours looking at uh, a raw piece of footage and have a full sheet of paper of stuff that I notice. And I'll write it down with timestamp and everything. Yeah. That's the first step. Second step, I go back and I review all that and determine what pieces of evidence I feel could be paranormal and what I feel that is could be wrote, wrote off as something. My third step, I, I get a second opinion. Have them look at the footage. Yeah. Um, and just make sure that nobody else was on the team in that area for contamination reasons. Sure, yeah. And then once all that's done, and without a 100% shadow of doubt that I can determine that to be paranormal, then I, I will put that in the film production. Yeah. That's great. That's good because so many people just put out the raw footage and... You know, and put it on Facebook with a big red circle around it. You know, here's evidence. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's an that. orb. Learn your equipment. You know, so. <laughs> but I also, um, just for any of the naysayers out there, I keep all my SD cards 
time stamped and sealed in an envelope and put in a box. Oh, okay. okay. So literally, I go through a lot of SD cards <laughs> over yeah. the years. I got literally box full of evidence. Wow. So, that's good. That's so just, and you know, if you get some evidence from another location that's similar, you can go back and see. Well, wait a minute, are the spirits following us, or is it just the same thing, or what? Yeah, absolutely. And that, I, I experienced that actually early on investigating um, when we're because we do a lot of woodland investigations yeah. in the woods. And I swear, do you guys believe in the Hat Man? Yeah. I swear, I went from Seven Gables to the Riverbend Natural Area to Birchfield Park, um, and, and I kept running in and getting visual proof of this hat man ah. that would be in every one of our videos. Oh. It's crazy. Is, is, do you think it's following you? Do you think he's following you? It's not anymore. I haven't seen him after the oh, first okay. First few. He either, either roams that area because the parks are within 20 miles of each other. Oh, I see. Okay. Or he was following me. Yeah. Interesting. And it could be a fragmentation too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. we don't know what the spirits are like on the other side. Yeah. We have a good idea, but it could just be a fragmentation where he recognizes you, and his his um, I don't want to say mental capacities or that, but the fragmentation of him goes to that location because you're there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also Native American, so it, it, the the spirits can definitely relate. You know, especially the ancient spirits of the area. So, um, how many investigations do your team do pretty much a year? Uh, we usually do about three to four big ones, and then generally, sometimes somebody will reach out to us to do a residential case in between. Um, so, we might do a couple of residential cases a year on top of that. So. How long do your residential in cases usually last? Oh, generally not long. Um, when I do a residential case, I'll do a, an initial consultation. That's just bringing in a simple recorder, uh, maybe a K2 meter, and uh, a camera. Um, we use a lot of uh, police cameras that we mount to our body. So I might just mount a police camera to me. Um, and then have like a K2 meter and a recorder. And we don't charge for residential cases, never have, never will. But we, we go into a, uh, an investigation, just open-minded, and we hear the stories of what they're experiencing. It's our initial job is to try to debunk everything to give that customer, or I'm not gonna say customer because uh, yeah. Yeah. that client uh, a peace of mind yeah. yeah we don't want to scare the bejesus out of them and make them <laughs> want to leave their home right it could just be you know uncle charlie just coming back to tell them like look under the rug for the key to my lockbox <laughs> or something you well, know yeah. we actually um we did a residential case that the family had told us the grandfather used to live with them and he had passed away and he was still with them in the house after he passed and they had actually just moved into their that house like maybe a year or so before um, we went and investigated so the grandfather's spirit actually followed them from one house to another um, but they were telling us you know he played 
he played the guitar in one of the bedrooms, in the parents' bedroom one night. Um, they also smelled his cologne in the hallway by the bathroom. And, you know, he'd come and talk to, talk to the children in the house. And when we were in the hallway where the bathroom is, sure enough, we smelled the cologne. Very, very distinct cologne that you would probably associate with a very old man. Yeah. And... I mean, there was no mistaking that that's exactly, you go down the hallway a couple feet and it's gone. Yeah. So we, we did experience the cologne smell in the house. Um, and our medium, Garth, that Ben was talking about, he was able to connect the children in the house with their grandfather, and they were able to talk to him while we were there. Yeah, That's so that was cool. kind of really cool. Well, did they want him to leave, or were they cool with him staying? They were fine with him staying. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you can't kick Grandpa out. No. <laughs> and the the kids were very, very attached to him, too. So Aww. it was it was kind of cool for us to see that they were able to have that connection yeah. while we were there. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It's always nice um, when you're able to help somebody, and it's not Absolutely. a scary thing Absolutely. for them. Yeah, because it could be very scary to find, you know, kids that haven't even met their grandpa. Yeah. All of a sudden, the spirit shows up in front of them, you know. Right, know absolutely. Like, who's this old man? Gets them confused, you know. Doesn't, yeah. They don't understand spirits are out there. Or, or maybe even they do because we've heard so many stories of kids that see spirits before yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to show them, you know, this is okay. This is just your grandfather. You absolutely. know, the spirit's here. We're not going to kick him out. We're not going to put him in the shed, you know. <laughs> he's still here, but in, but not in the same way that you remember him. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's still with you. I think kids are more accepting of that than adults are. Yes. You know? Yes. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. And we're freaking out going, there's a spirit here. They're like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Light up that light. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's great. So if anybody wanted to get a hold of you or needed... Um, some help with their residential uh, case in your area, how would they get a hold of you guys? Um, reach out to us on Facebook, Ghost Contact Paranormal. You can also reach me in person on Twitter. I'm Strong Wolf, the Ghost Hunter. Okay. Great. And, and what, what area are you guys out of? We are from Lansing, Lansing Michigan. Oh, okay. Lansing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We also have a YouTube channel as well if, if you ever want to check out yeah, our video awesome. content. and cool. We post all of our content from our investigations on our YouTube. Awesome. Great. So. Be sure to subscribe. Right? Yes. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button. button yeah. Give them a thumbs up and leave yes. them a comment. Yes, yeah. And us uh, too. Well, thank you for yeah, stopping by. Yeah, we really by. appreciate awesome guys you. Oh, thank you guys for sharing your ghost stories <laughs> with yeah. us. And yeah, absolutely. You're welcome back on the show anytime. Oh yeah! Thank you so much. Right. We'll be here. We'll be here next year, so definitely yes. gonna want to come back on. Absolutely. Sure. See you at the party tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> and thank you, listener, for tuning in this week. It really means a lot to us. We really appreciate you. And if you could, please, wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. Sometimes it's called follow, but hit that subscribe button. Give us a five star rating, and please leave us a positive comment on the podcast it really means a lot to us and it helps us get the podcast out to other listeners but stay tuned next week for the real ghost fate here from michigan paracon 2023 thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week with the ghost fate